Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Arms podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Carl Stout. And today we're going to be doing old school April 1977 issue, Iron Fist number 12, Shield and the Power. Also known as the Mystery of the Falling Butler. (laughs) The Tumbling Butler. He's even on the cover. Yep. (laughs) We're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, this is the classic cover of Iron Fist facing off against Captain America. All-out action is Iron Fist faces the super might of Captain America. And Iron Fist is looking awfully angry in that cover page. I, think it's I, a- don't, know, I don't know who did the artwork. It's definitely not Byrne. Yeah, then the, that image of Iron Fist fighting Captain America is an image I've seen redone a few times. Um, just for art and stuff. Like, I've seen it floating around. I don't really like... I mean, uh, I like the cover, but I don't like Iron Fist on the cover. No, he looks hideous. But I think everything else on the cover looks good. But Iron Fist just looks really weird. Like, we got the ice cream cone going, and... Really awkward looking punch, and yeah, he looks like an old man as well. Yes, his head is like sliding down his chest. <laughs> He's like a jerky. All right, and as normal, uh, we left the last issue saying that this one was going to be called "Enter a Living Legend," and it's actually entitled "Assault on Avengers Mansion," and that's as also always, different to the cover as well. Yes. So we have always, titles. We have Chris Claremont as the author, John Byrne as the artist, Dan Adkins as the inker, Joe Rosen as the letterer, Don Warfield as the colorist, and Archie Goodwin as the editor. Good old Archie. And uh, Connor is very happy on this very first page because we have Daredevil in the background punching some guy dead in the face. I mean, I gotta say, Daredevil looks weird, but I'm still glad he's in the issue. Yeah, like, this would be the first time he appears in an Iron Fist issue. Yeah, well, in no, way. Yeah, because we had Matt Murdock, didn't we? Was that mm-hmm. last issue we had Matt Murdock? Oh, uh, yes, it was. Huh. Walking down the street with his, uh, at the time girlfriend, because Matt's a bit of a man whore. What's with this little Daredevil obsession? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's foreshadowing into the future. It's going to be a, pretty, it's a long way away. <laughs> it's foreshadowing from hell. Oh. You know, in 27 years, we're going to have this guy dressed as this guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's always... <laughs> and there's always going to be that one panel that's taking out of context and misused about the 30 silver pieces for Judas. You, you know what I'm talking about? Civil War? Yes, where he spits the coin out. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> it's just like, it, every time I see it, I'm just like, so you're just carrying around this silver piece for how long? Were you expecting <laughs> to be captured? Like, 
in your mouth, toxic poisoning. It's like some Batman crap. That is odd. Anyway. And as CBS clearly says, you know, Iron Fist must be the seventh son of a seventh son of a seventh son, which makes him Jesus Christ. I'm, clear, I don't understand clear, that reference at all. Clear as day. 777 in the back corner. It's up. I like how they're using the, um, the second person narration for Captain America as well. So we have Captain America is obviously playing the keyboards while watching television on this first page. And, uh, instead of the Iron Fist stuff, we've got the Captain America version. You are Captain America. You are a living legend. You are also an Avenger. And this day finds you on watch in mansion slash headquarters monitor room. And, uh, and also Archie has let, let us know in the lower left-hand corner that this is taking place six hours since the end of the last issue. And he tells us that, and it's like, well, thanks for giving us information, but that's also the first thing Cap thinks, is it's been six hours since the Wrecking Crew attacked that east side medical complex. So, a little double duty there. Yeah. But, you know, it's pretty minor. Alright, and since that time, no one's seen hide, hide nor hair of them, or that martial arts maverick, Iron Fist. Wish I knew where he fits into this picture. Some reports say he was fighting the Wrecking Crew, others say he was helping them. And if he had, and if he was trying to stop them, why has he disappeared? Maybe because why he got beaten up by them? Because they're the Wrecking Crew, and he's just, like, a dude with some pretty cool martial arts moves. And Chi, but, yeah. I think it's a really good, um, first page. Like, there's nothing really happening on it, but I think it's done and composed really well, and it grabs your attention. Really well, like, I like the... You just like that Daredevil panel. (laughs) Honestly, I, uh, hardly noticed it. You notice more of the guy with the mustache in the background screaming like a little girl with his hands to his face. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> it's like the guy with the mustache <laughs> is getting mugged. He's like, save me! Oh, Poor Daredevil, he's so blind he put his hand- horns on wrong that morning. <laughs> yeah, his mask is on backwards. <laughs> I'm going to try a new thing. I'm going to put the horns on the side. <laughs> Like hot stuff from Archie Comics. Uh, so next page, we have Iron Fist on a roof. In a few minutes, though, you can ask him yourself. Right now, he's only a few stories above your head. It's not Tom at this point. I'll point out. Uh, Iron Fist is thinking, I thought I'd seen sophisticated defenses in my day, but this mansion beats them all. If I hadn't spent years in Kunlun, He's got to push that, don't you, Danny? Under Luke <laughs> tutelage, learning the ninjutsu arts. I wouldn't have had a chance here. As it is, it's taken me all day to get this far. Time's running out for me and Misty Knight. Now, so I as can't... You remember, Misty is being held hostage. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I... No, I didn't forget. I just wanted to. So, uh... 
in the very first like issues, right? I can't remember. Did it say that he just did Kunlun Kung Fu, or did it say he did like all sorts of stuff? I don't think it ever specifically listed, which is has been a problem when the martial art Marvel nerds have constantly faced off with one another between Iron Fist and Shang-Chi mm. and their constant excuse of why Shang-Chi could kick Iron Fist's butt was that Shang-Chi knew every form of martial art and Iron Fist just knew the Kun Lun style. Cause, um... Which just obviously right here puts the pot... Well, that, that's definitely wrong because I was just wondering initially because I know later on that it references him doing um, Taekwondo. So, which makes no sense, by the way, considering Taekwondo came out in, like, the 40s. But anyway, um, it would be Tang Sado, actually, whoever wrote that. Anyway, um, and Ninjitsu, and I think I've, I've seen him doing, like, uh, Jiu-Jitsu holds and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. I think he's meant to have learned like Watson Kunlun, which makes sense. Like he's yeah, just learning Kung like a melting pot of all the different Asian yeah, cultures. Exactly, they've had Iron Fists that aren't just Chinese as well. So, uh, I can see that he wouldn't know karate. I think he does that's... know karate. Didn't they mention karate before this? I don't know, but it would make sense yeah. if he didn't know karate, because karate was, you know, that was Japan's thing, which is an island, which is not part of the mainland. So I could see if they took that out. I mean, obviously, he could pick it up later. So Plus, if any anybody who has taken martial arts for a long period of time, once you get the ideology pounded into you, picking up different styles later in life just gets easier and easier because you already know mostly the mechanics. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. It has to be pretty spaced apart though. Um, but see, it's difficult with these old issues because they always name drop stuff like Karate Chop and stuff like that. Mm. Because, you know, it's people who know not much about martial arts running about martial arts and that was include cool stuff so it's hard to like actually know from like a story perspective what's being mentioned and what's not. But uh, we have quite a few martial art practitioners that listen to the show and also view our Facebook page, so we might actually get a few comments off of this one. Yeah, and there's also us as well. Well, Carl <laughs> yes. used to, but you did it for a while, so... You've dabbled. I've dabbled. I did Taekwondo, and then I did Jikundo for several years. Okay. And the main reason I love Chi Kune Do is because it's the style of styles. It's um, Bruce Lee literally looked at all of the martial arts styles and just took out what he considered their best aspect and threw them into the pot of Chi Kune Do. So when you learn Chi Kune Do, you don't know going into your next class what style you're going to learn from what area. I've heard it really varies though on the instructor you get. We even learned, well, my instructor was cool because my instructor would tell you, this is what it came from. So today you're learning French savat. Mm. And it was, it was really cool. I mean, the cane techniques, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. 
I mean, I know I've, I've done tanks that are for like eight years, but I just love boxing so much. Boxing is just so. Um, I don't know. It's just fun. I guess. I mean, the like heaps of people go, "Oh, boxing's not a martial art," but it's like, "Well, deal with it." I think it is. So, yeah, um, it's definitely an art. I don't know if I would call it martial, but it's an art. Trust me. I think it's martial um, because it teaches you, uh, like a lot of useful skills you can use in martial situations. And let's face it, your average taekwondo belt factory you know you get all boxing gym you're gonna know how to defend yourself better well again going back to my personal instructor in, in uh jeet kune do uh the first things you learned were how to box because when it came to a straight out fist fight you were using american boxing is it even called american can i say that did it come from america you can say it for now. <laughs> Alright. If you were getting in a fist fight as a Jeet Kune Do instructor, or Jeet Kune, ugh, as a member of the Jeet Kune Do community, if you were just getting up in a straight up fist fight, you were using American boxing techniques because Power-wise, that's what you were getting top percentages with. I mean, we even would review, at least my instructor uh, would review how other styles threw punches. And uh, not to downplay karate at all, but we kind of made fun of the whole twisting fist from your hip karate punch that you always see on the TV. Oh, that's, I, yeah, whenever, that's whenever, whenever you see anyone that like, oh, oh, he's going to a karate class, you had everybody with their fists down at their waistband. Just leaving that head whole, in the open. Throwing the whole straight out punch. And, and I never took karate, so I can't say anything about it. I don't know if they actually use that in their fight form or if it's just part of the form. It's, but you practice it for tradition, but like inspiring, you don't use it. Yeah, my, my instructor basically said, this is for show. You've all seen it in the movies a hundred times. This is not how you're going to punch. Because we're going to look at American boxing style. You know, and my instructor also said, go research. He's like, look up these old fights with like, um, Muhammad Ali, uh, George Foreman, Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray, and look how these people moved. Look how they kept their guard up. Look how they kept their elbows in tight to protect their rib cage. Look, and he's like, that's, yeah. look, that's one of the most important things. He's like, keep your elbows in. And I mean, at one point, um, if you kept lifting your arms like wings, uh, we had a piece of string in an oval and we put your arms through it to the elbows so you couldn't and he's like just keep your guard up throw jabs and if you couldn't bring your elbow up because it was attached to your other elbow you know how they fix that when i was doing boxing 
punch you in the ribs a whole shitload of times. Yeah, and then the head when I went down to protect my ribs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very sore days. Oh, I've, I've, uh, when I first joined the class, I was deadly afraid that I might possibly have a glass jaw because you always hear stories about this guy had a glass jaw, that guy had a glass jaw. And even though I had been in more fights than I can even count at that time of my life, no one had ever really clocked me in the head. So I had no clue. <clears throat> so first day of sparring, because they threw you right out there. We had the gear, uh, but they threw you right out there. If you wanted to wear the chest pad, he would let you, but nobody ever did. And because uh, it would be shame. <laughs> shame. <laughs> the shame of the chest pad. And... Uh, I went with the most crazed, no control guy there. Uh, he was a bodybuilder. He was in unbelievable shape, but he had no control whatsoever. And I, because I was new, my instructor was like, well, who do you want to spar against? I'm like, I want to go against him. He's like, well, are you sure? I'm like, yep, just let me do this. So I went out there. This guy teed off on my head <laughs> for for an entire two-minute round to the point where I could see the people lined up against the wall just making the ooh face every time he clocked me. Ooh! But I didn't go down. And uh, after the two-round finished, and uh, we did have headgear on, by the way, and I took uh, the little headgear off, and I went something like that. So I'm going to guess I don't have a glass jaw. My instructor was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> Because I think that head of yours might be bolted onto your shoulders. Hmm. Now, after doing all that, I thought I was good to go. Six months later, we get another new student who is trained in boxing, also an ex-professional bodybuilder. And this guy is a powerhouse. He's also a cop. And he also has no control whatsoever. There is no go half speed with him. And I go out there with him, and I throw my first jab, and he hooked me in the ribs so hard. I folded like a pocket knife, hit the ground, and almost, almost lost control of my bowels. Oh. (laughs) Uh, So that was the end of my sparring for that day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But keep those elbows in. (laughs) Yes. Could cost you a pair of underwear mm. or a rib. Oh. Holy tangents, Batman! Well, if this was a Daredevil podcast, we could just keep talking about boxing. But... <laughs> yes, but it's not yet. Even though you try to turn it into one. Well, I can't. I can't do Iron Fist material if you're on here, so. <laughs> Believe me, I could go way more off-topic than that. Hmm. All right. So next panel, Correction Iron Fist, time has just run out. And now we have Iron Fist, what looks like plopping (laughs) in through the sunroof. At least I'm inside the mansion now. All I... Good heavens! Oh, my. As Iron Fist has obviously startled Jarvis. The butler. And for you movie fiends out there, um, 
Jarvis in the comics is, well, he's just a butler. He's not like an AI or anything. Um, not that I mind that change. Nope. Yeah. Dragon's bones. I get past all the alarms only to drop right on top of some servant. <laughs> servant. <laughs> Racist. Wow. Not merely a servant hero, but Jarvis, the Avengers butler. A man who knows his duty when he sees it. An intruder's in the house. I must warn Captain America. Wait, Not merely a run. servant, a butler. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, don't run, please. I mean no harm. Back to Captain America. With all these super types running around these days, it's hard to keep them straight in my mind. But Iron Fist rings a bell. Didn't Iron Man say something about fighting him a few months back? And Iron Fist number one, Archie. Got it. Over a year ago, Iron Fist was implicated in the murder of businessman Harold Meacham. The charges were later dropped under mysterious circumstances. Marvel premiere, 18 through 22. And just this summer, another murder. This time an assistant DA, Bill Howe which makes our Kung Fu hotshot a killer twice over Iron Fist 9 through 10. And then Cap- he was again cleared of that because he didn't actually die. That was a setup by the police. Well, Cap just leaves before finishing, like, the articles. Like, the literally the next article is Iron Fist Innocent. Cap's just being a, a man. I'm going to make my business to stop cold. Back to Chasing Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> How's he not caught him yet? <laughs> because when you're a kung fu master in your early 20s, a 55-year-old old thin bald man is going to outrun you. Jarvis must be like a rabbit or something. He wouldn't go. It's like watching Alice in Wonderland. He's like the mad hatter. Especially with everything that's on the line here. You think he would have just took him out at the ankles with anything in that hallway just to drop him out. Yeah. And then, like, Vulcan nerve punch his ass. We'll just do anything, like, except Iron... I mean, Iron Fist, I guess, he is trying to talk. <laughs> and, yeah, he's just not listening. Well, that's the problem. He's trying to talk. He should just be knocking his butt out, putting yeah. him somewhere safe, and going on his business to get this over and done with. But instead, he's like, hey, wait. <laughs> you know what Daredevil would do? Yeah. Uses Billy Club. Yeah, he would have took the yeah. club th- in between his legs, dropped him out, yeah. <laughs> tied him up. Then, well, t- would talk to him while tying him up. <laughs> and probably also what Batman would do. Yeah. Yeah. Although, like, I don't know if <laughs> it would be amusing to see Batman in a situation like this, though. So, meanwhile, back on the third floor, he's gaining on me, but I mustn't <laughs> fail because, you know, I was behind him initially. Um,. Captain America, the Avengers, I mustn't. Listen to me. I'm mean, here's a friend who sneaks in through, you know, <laughs> sunlight in the middle of the night. Yeah. And you must believe me, old man, look out. My foot. It's snagged on the carpet. I'm falling. Oh. She always announced that. And Jarvis tumbles down the stairs and Iron just dives and catches him to cushion his fall. And Using like his own body, Ouch. see another uh, burn style uh, sequence of events. That's the most odd shaped panel in history. 
I like it there. But still good stuff, yes. And now he's uh, listening to Jar's chest. <laughs> and is is yeah, and Arnfus says his breathing is regular and stuff. Uh, he's only fainted. It was just Jarvis. too much for poor Jarvis. He just fainted. Jarvis! Alright, mister, what's going on here? What? Ooh. Oh god, it's a giant American flag. <laughs> so, full page. Captain America standing in the doorway, light behind him. Iron Fist in the foreground. The name is Captain America, and you, Iron Fist... And, sorry, you're Iron Fist, the Kung Fu Killer. That info is a few months old, Cap. But I guess you are from, like, the 40s, so... It's impressive that well, you that Well, Killer, you better pray you haven't added Jarvis to the list of victims, because if you have, I'm gonna make you wish you'd never been born. It's a great one-page panel, by the way. This, this panel is fantastic. Like, really good. The line work, the ink work, there's... I can't say a damn thing bad about this page. Yep, no, and yeah, it's Steinfist crashing up jobs and he's shocked and like just the very tall and posing figure of Captain America at the doorway. You know, with a sort of daddy's home pose. This is the money shot of Marvel Comics right here. Yep. And, uh... Iron Fist is just saying, there's been a misunderstanding, Captain. I came seeking the Avengers' aid. I startled this man, Jarvis. He he tripped and fell down the stairs. It was an accident. How many people have said that about their wives? Oh, look, she just tripped down the stairs. It was an accident. To the the police officer. Yeah. And, uh, Captain America, he asked for an explanation, but then he's like, nice story for him, but I've heard better on to tell the truth. And then he straight up attacks Iron Fist. So, he doesn't hear him out, he just attacks him, which is not in character, but it's classic Marvel. Uh, they've got to fight, so... That's right. If two heroes meeting for the first time, they must fight. Can you imagine Captain America actually doing that, though? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, just ridiculous. Like, I can see Iron Man doing it, but, yeah, not Cap. But, whatever, they have to fight. Even though Iron Fist is not attacking anyone and he's just talking, uh, Cap's just going to throw his mighty shield at Iron Fist. And, yeah. Because, honestly, with the whole I startled this man Jarvis and he tripped and fell down the stairs, it was an accident. Captain, more than likely, would just put his shield on his back and run over to see if Jarvis was okay. Yeah. And so he's gonna throw the shield, which might even nearly hit Jarvis. <laughs> uh, he's better with the shield than that, I guess. So, Actually... So Let's stop for a second, because uh, whenever we did Spider-Man and Luke Cage, we usually talk a bit about our guest stars. So, uh, what's your Cap experience? How do you feel about Captain America? Um, I don't like what they did recently, um, which turned out to be a whole big, just stupid, you know, Gimmick. oh, we did this, it was huge, and oh, guess what? Ha ha. Pretty much, yeah, gimmick. That's how you write for Marvel now. Shock, value, everything's back to normal, more shock, whoa. This character will change forever. At least it's not DC. It's like, you know what, this isn't working. Yeah. (laughs) Just start start (laughs) the whole entire universe again. Honestly, I I can't, they're both bad. Like, I 
some guy was like, man, I tried picking up, like, I saw, like, uh, DC Comics Superman, and I saw Superman 1, and I'm like, oh, it's number 1. And he picks it up, and he's like, man, there's, like, three Supermans. What's going on? I'm like, yeah, no, it's not great for a new reader. Why do they name it number 1? Because it's just... <sighs> yeah. No, I had a... Uh, quite a while ago, I was actually in a comic shop, and uh, the guy was looking through the previews which I don't think is something the customer normally did. And he saw all the DC titles again with number ones. And he's like, was asking the comic book guy behind the register. He's like, what's this? What the hell's all with these number ones? And he's just like, oh, they're rebooting the entire universe again. <laughs> and literally the customer freaking lost it and went on like a 15 minute rant <laughs> on DC. And I was just sitting there chuckling because I really don't, read any DC titles any longer. I haven't in quite a while. Uh, Justice League Dark, I think, was the last one I was reading, which was excellent when it started off. Then more kids came into my life, and I kind of fell out on picking up books for quite a while. Yeah. And um, so I don't know how Justice League Dark ended, but it started off really excellent. Well, the thing is, I don't know how much of a reboot it is. Like, they're going back... When the miniseries is finished, they'll just keep numbering like they used to, so like Action Comics 913, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, the biggest change I know of is um, they killed uh, the new 52 Superman, and uh, the, the John Byrne era Superman is uh, wound up in this universe after Infinite Crisis or whatever, and now he's kind of taking up the mantle, and it's like... Obviously, that brings up a lot of questions because, you know, if he goes into the Daily Planet as Clark Kent, they're going to be like, hey, man, you, like, aged 10 years. Um, <laughs> there's, like, so many questions there. I haven't, I haven't kept up to date, but that's that's what I know. But as far as I know, all the other characters are still, like, the New 52 versions. Um, and now, yeah. When, they, when DC initially tried to fix all their problems, that was... What, what was that called? The famous one where, like, Superman's holding dead Supergirl. Oh, Crosses of Infinite Earths. Yeah, that's the first time DC tried to... That was good, fix, though. ...fix everything and combine all their timelines. And from what I understand, because I, I did not read that, that was a hit. Everyone enjoyed it because, from the most part, it needed to be done. Yeah. And the guy who went on the 15-minute rant actually brought that up. He's like, no, they did this 20-something years ago with blah, blah, blah. It needed to be done then. But now they keep hiring these hack effing writers who write themselves in the corners and stupid storylines and they can't get out of. And their new answer to doing all this is just, well, we'll just start the whole thing over again. Yeah, they could have they could have fixed the new 52 it, like without doing a hard reboot because it's way too soon like they because after burn uh like i think it wasn't i think like unofficially that's where everyone sort of goes to where like that kicked off you know the modern era of dc and that was 1986 so uh what it was 2011 so that was you know that was like 30 something years so i guess it's a I guess it's, like, okay to reboot. Like, I wasn't that upset. But after, like, five years, really, rebooting already, like, as I said, I don't know how much reboot it is, 
I don't think it's as like heavy as like you know the um, Crisis on Infinite Earths one fifty two, but yeah, like I haven't been keeping up. Um, I haven't read any UTC uh, since Morrison's Action Comics, which is like two thousand twelve. So and listeners, don't think for a minute that either one of us is not a DC fan. Uh, Connor obviously is a huge Superman fan. I am more of a B character fan of the DC universe. Um, growing up as a child, going to family members' houses who also had kids, uh, a lot of times, you know, you were parked in someone else's room and said, you know, keep yourself busy. And everyone else was older than me and my brother, and they had their piles of comic books. And we were pretty much um, grew up uh, reading war comics and mystery horror comics from DC. So I'm a huge fan of that stuff. Uh, and later on in life, when obviously those titles went by the wayside, which was a crime because I really felt DC Marvel dabbled in the magic stuff. But when it came to more of the dark side stuff, uh, DC had a hand over fist over Marvel at the time uh, with the Phantom Stranger, Etrigan the Demon, uh, I have all those issues. They are fantastic. Some of my favorite well, characters. They, they did have Demon Knights as a run in recently. Um, you know, they still have like Hellblazer and stuff as well. And um, I'm I'm talking about in the, at that time in the era. Oh right, uh, right. Um, DC was just. I mean, Marvel had Doctor Strange, and that was really it. Um, DC just had books and books of magic and horror and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Uh, with the House of Secrets, House of Mystery, fantastic stuff. I grew up on all of that and it all went by the wayside. But now, uh, my favorite characters I'm still drawn to from DC are Phantom Stranger, Etrigan, um, Ragman, fantastic character, fantastic character, um, Blue Devil. Uh, I don't. I do not know why Blue Devil has not been picked up as a property for film. You don't even need to read the series; just read issue one of Blue Devil. That is literally a summer blockbuster film waiting to happen in your hand. It's the entire script for a movie, and why it hasn't been made is ridiculous. What they could do with special effects now. And what they could do with that storyline would be unbelievable. And the ending is the end. The ending of the book should be the ending of the movie, which would set up whatever trilogy, whatever. And there's the creeper. Unbelievably good character. Cheesy origin. Unbelievably good character. Uh, especially what they did to him later on. They tweaked him out a little further in the uh, early 90s, uh, basically combining him with the Joker, which brings even more depth and messed upness to the character. But I'm a huge DC fan. Yeah. I'm. See, I guess uh, I've always. And of, thought... and of course, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I've always thought with, like, I don't know which universe I prefer. DC or Marvel, like, you know, I guess I just like aspects of both. Like, with the Marvel Universe, I really hate the... I don't hate, but I'm just not at all interested in, like, the Avengers. 
mm-hmm. aspect, like that level, like I'm interested in cosmic level, magic level, and street level, but just not that level. DC to be honest level. with you, growing up, I, n- I never read an adventure book in my life. The only stuff I read was like, you know, if I was reading Spider-Man and they popped up in that, or he popped up in Adventures. Well, that amazing uh, Ghost Rider issue where they go after Johnny Blaze. Mm-hmm. No, not Ghost Rider. She was in the Avengers. They went after him. And yep. just pretty much took them all to town. Right. It d- definitely, it was more solo stuff for me with Marvel also. Um, I didn't really get into the team books until much later, and that was with X-Men. And for some reason, I didn't have an issue with X-Men, but Avengers just never appealed to me. I couldn't even get into the Defenders. They really didn't do much for me either. I can't even get into um, Justice League. Like, I just can't do team books. The only team book I can do... Actually, I could probably do Defenders, but besides that, the only one I can do is Fantastic Four, because I like the um, dynamic between all of them. I don't really have to deal with, like, angsty teen, you know, romance bullcrap. That was, that was another book I never bought. Never bought Fantastic Four, ever. You should pick up, uh, like, that... Uh, Stanley and Kirby run was like really good. And, um, but it was all solo stuff. I mean, again, because I like the horror stuff and uh, the mystery s- stuff, it was uh, Ghost Rider, obviously, when that came out. Man Thing. Um, picked up a lot of two in ones and a lot of team ups because that was always a good way of getting introduced to characters I didn't read. Yeah. So I used to grab those all the time. And another DC shout-out book that was excellent was Vigilante back in the 80s. Marv Wolfman. Great stuff. Wolfman's generally pretty good. But grow, growing up, DC superhero books, when I was a kid anyways, in the 70s and the 80s, uh, more 70s and 80s because in the 80s they started getting be- much better. But in the 70s when I was a kid growing up, all the DC superhero stuff was just kind of goofy to me other than <laughs> Batman. I mean, Batman took on some serious stuff, especially with the whole Neil Adams run. That stuff is, oh, so good. Um, but everything was just kind of goofy, especially with the, the JLA with the Saturn girl and the Matter Eater yeah. Boy and all that weird stuff going on and Brainiac being just a green kid with their oh, magical flying Brainiac race. Five, yeah. Speaking of Brainiac, and, I'm hearing that he's probably going to be the villain for the next Superman movie, which will please so. me they're, greatly. They're, they're using the Kevin Smith script? <laughs> uh, I hope not. Because, I mean, well, I, I don't think his script would have been good at all. Well, it is Kevin Smith. I just don't... Yeah. <laughs> he, like, it's not about, if it's not about two stoners... Yeah, I don't... I don't think he could do, like, a Superman flick. Plus, that involved Doomsday, I think. Well, it involved Superman dying anyway, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a tangent. We were supposed to be talking about Captain America. Sorry, Cap. What started as Captain America and spiraled out. That's true. Um, I <laughs> guess my control. my experience with Captain America is uh, I've more come across him in stuff like Punisher when he's popped up. Um, and I'm like, I, I don't dislike the character, but I'm not a fan either. 
he's just there for me. Like, I, I don't have any negative feelings, so... Um, plus, like, I guess, you know, Captain America. I'm not American-like. So I'll, I'll always have a bit of a barrier getting, like, you know, completely interested in the character. Um, yeah. So if he was Captain Australia, you'd be all over it. Well, that's, that's Kangaroo. That's Spider-Man villain. So, uh, literally grew up with kangaroos or something stupid like that. Hopped around. <sighs> Amazing. Alright, to, uh, just make a long story short here, in the issue, uh, you got five and a half pages of fighting that pretty much goes nowhere because it's toe to toe even. Iron Fist even does charge up his hand and backfists the shield for Misty, because, you know, this is all about saving Misty. Uh, and, like, that's the big clash, and it doesn't destroy the shield, but no, it helps. It's Captain America flying back, which... Through, like, a you, bunch of computers you, and stuff. If you know anything about the shield that I don't believe should have happened... The shield would have just absorbed the force of that blow. Yeah. Captain America wouldn't have budged. But, I mean, well, that could also be a testament to the force behind Iron Fist. Like. But then, but that does set up what happens next, and I think that was the main point, is Captain America then gets up out of the rubble and chucks the shield over Iron Fist's head, cutting <laughs> through a girder. This is a great few panels here. Which is now going to make, like, part of the room topple down on Iron Fist. And he just has, Iron Fist just has this really weird look on his face. And he's just standing there, just not saying anything. Cap's like, what are you doing, you crazy? His shield's (laughs) slicing through those machinery supports. The generator's falling. And he's just standing there with this look on his face. As rumble, rumble, stuff is lowering. The crazy... What does Iron Fist think he's doing? If he doesn't move now, he won't stand a chance. And he's not moving, and the stuff is closer to his head. And now we show Captain America leaping. Blast it! I just can't stand by and let the fool kill himself. And then we have Captain America pulling the whole midsection tackle. Yeah, out of the way of... Um... As the generator falls behind them. Thaboom! And, uh... Yeah, Iron Fist is like, now that you've just saved my life, will you just listen to me? Like, that's all I ask. And when I'm finished, if you're still in the mood, you can punch me out to your heart's content. But I want to talk about a couple of the panels of the fight here. Like, it's a really, it is a really good fight. It's much better than the Iron Man fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the Iron the, Man fight was The sad crash test dummy. Um, <laughs> like, uh, they're pretty, they're evenly matched when Cap's out of his shield, and it's still pretty close when Cap has his shield. Um, Cap also says that he, is, uh, uh, where's that? What's that line? Oh, yeah, Captain knows that Iron Fist is pulling his punches, but he still keeps attacking him, so. Is that? Yeah, he says he's possibly as fine a martial artist as Mantis was. Uh, so I'm guessing Mantis is like, one of Cap's old school villains. Uh, I believe an Asian woman in a horrible green outfit, if my memory serves me correctly. Oh, okay. 
but yeah, they're pretty evenly matched. But I think, uh, like ultimately, uh, Iron Fist is just like screw it. <laughs> this is dumb. And yeah, so I mean, I don't know if the fight kept going. Who do you think would have won? Uh, at this time, I think it still would have gone to Cap. Yeah. Just because of popularity reasons. Yeah. He's established. Plus the Iron shield. Fist isn't. Uh, in real life, uh, with the training, because let's, let's be honest, Captain America's training, though rigorous, is rather limited. I would have put Iron Fist on winning. Isn't Cap supposed to be, like, one of the best hand-to-hand fighters in Marvel, though? Or is that just, like, they say that because he's, like, so big? I think pretty much, though, it's just, uh, you know, American boxing and judo throws. Mm. I mean, either way, I think, like, nowadays Iron Fist would definitely take it. Oh, definitely. Right now, Iron Fist has been pumped up to such a level right now. Yeah. Which I have no issues with. No. Um, well, he still gets his butt whoops like constantly. So, <laughs> you know, if, you, if you read Living Weapon, it's just him getting beaten up for like the last six issues. So. And uh, it's just crazy. Yeah, and we got him chi chi bumping his entire stats. It's just. I hope Mister Andrews I... includes more chi usage. Um, like in different ways than just brute force in his uh, new run. I don't know where I was reading it, but I was just reading it, and they were discussing that now since he's unlocked more of his abilities, uh, and it's not just unlocking more of his abilities, there's less people in the chi pool, as we'll say, because you find out in the Immortal Iron Fist that there's more than one person who has access to the powers he is tapping into. And because those other people go away, that gives him more power. Yeah. Um, although there might, yeah, it'd be interesting because he's training that little girl in um, the new series, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I remember there was a, there was a, he's done some crazy stuff like when he pushed the bullet out of his chest. With chi and then healed himself mm-hmm. uh, when he calmed the crowd just by using his chi from like riding. It's good stuff when that happens. And obviously there's the bender stuff where he like kills a clone of Thor with a punch. But yeah, I mean okay that was cool, but it was just punching. It's all he, it's all he does in a bender book is punch and they get sidelined and get beaten up by Wolverine in a sparring match. <laughs> oh. Yeah, don't I mean, get me started on that. Another one who literally should know, like, two forms of martial arts. Now, Wolverine has BS, plot armor, honor every fighting style ever, and it's like, man, you don't need that, and you don't need the plot armor, because you're already unkillable. Well, pretty uh-huh. much unkillable. God, reading, reading solo Wolverine books where he's all bopey can be so frustrating sometimes. It's just like, get over yourself, dude. Holy crap. I'm a wandering ninja samurai awesome monk karate master. Wow. And I have claws. I oh, know, it's just dumb. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> they stopped fighting. Yes, now they're sitting like on the sidelines of a soccer game. <laughs> yep. As the entire room is in rubble. <laughs> 
Where's Jarvis? I wonder, is he just like... Still passed out somewhere. Is he under the rock? Now with wreck, wreckage on top of him now. <laughs> so, all right, Iron Fist, it's your nickel. You took the big gamble back there. After all, I could have just stood by and done nothing. Not if you were the hero my mother told me about. Dun, 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 because you're old as dirt. <laughs> did you Did you ever... There was a really old... Um, Dead Evil and Captain America issue. I think it was Dead Evil 43. And uh, Dead Evil's exposed to something, which just makes him, like, full of testosterone and really, like, meathead and angry. And Cap's, like, doing mock fights for charity in this thing. And so Dead Evil just goes in, picks a fight with him. And Cap's just like, man, what the hell are you doing? Dead Evil's just acting like this jock at a nightclub or something. It's it's great stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. It's definitely worth it. Daredevil juices. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's like Daredevil's using juice. So. Issue 43, Daredevil becomes a juice head. <laughs> he also works out at the gym making loud, loud grunting noises. And just crashes this charity at... event. <laughs> like a real jerk. Uh, anyway, um... Yeah, so Iron Fist so is, uh... Iron Fist lays out what happened in the yeah. issue beforehand and the deal he pretty much made and how he's hoping that they can actually turn it around and set a trap for them and free Misty. Then we cut to another half-page panel of the Wrecking Crew with Misty Knight held hostage. So there's a little bit where Iron Fist says, uh, his mother... Told him about Captain America, and that's how he knows of him. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a nice little touch. Um. Anyway, yeah. Oh, look, it's Misty. And in the little box, uh, how do you set a trap for four supervillains who possess the raw power of Asgardian gods? You call Doctor Strange, and then call it a day. <laughs> that's what I would do. It really shouldn't Captain America have Doctor Strange's phone number on speed dial well, somewhere. To be fair, every time people generally try and reach him, he's just not there. So, <laughs> or he's just not answering or something. Like, I think I read Data with Spider-Man and Ghost Rider where they've all tried to reach him and he's just not there. No, he just goes straight to message. Yeah, straight to Wong. What's his, yeah, straight to his manservant Wong. <laughs> nope, he not here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're getting two for that. He'll <laughs> be back 15 minutes. <laughs> Alright, so hey, Wrecker, what's going on? It's been all day since that Kung Fu Punk left to scrag the Avengers. And I'll let you take over because apparently my wife yeah. is ringing back. No worries. Um, so, yeah, the Wrecking Crew are moving through the sewers to emerge just outside of the Avengers Mansion. And uh, the, the, the other Wrecking Crew is asking um, Wrecker, like, you know, is Iron Fist going to double-cross us? And he's like, you know, relax. Iron Fist isn't going to do anything while we hold Misty hostage. And Wrecker adds, even if he does, it doesn't matter. Because there's only one person who can match us, and that's Thor, the hero we're going to kill. So yeah, essentially they're just like, we'll kill 
Iron Fist if he double crosses us. And, yeah. So they emerge out of the sewers and see a shadowy Iron Fist in the doorway of the Avengers Mansion, um, beckoning them, beckoning them to come in. So and there we go. Poor Jarvis. Yes, Jarvis is tied up in the corner as they walk in the front door. And, uh, he's like, how come, the Wrecker's like, how come he ain't dead? And Iron Fist goes, well, every Avenger I found was dead, but that's just an old man. He's not actually an Avenger. And Misty's like, so who'd you kill, Buster? And Iron Fist just goes, Captain America. <laughs> and Misty's like, no, how could you? <laughs> uh... Um, yeah, and he goes, uh, he's in a monologuing, angsty, misty stuff, like, I hadn't realized before tonight how much you mean to me. I've never felt like this about anyone before. Besides Lei Kung. No, he doesn't, he doesn't actually say that. But yeah, he's like, follow me guys, I'll show you the body. And there is what seems to be a dead Captain America in the middle of some weird Kirby room. With, with shield still in hand. Yep, there he is, Wrecker, the living legend of World War II, dead at the hands of the living weapon. I've kept my part of the bargain, now keep yours and let Misty go. Keep your shirt on, hero. If you can call it a shirt. I don't know what you call it. Um, and he's like, I want to check that course first. So they walk into the Kirby room. Which is, you know, all sci-fi and stuff. She unconscious at this moment? This makes no sense. She looks like she's dead in those two panels, and then she's standing up in the third. Um, I guess you can't really see her face, so. So they come waltzing in and basically say that uh, they're going to kill Iron Fist too at any moment. Which is shocking. And Iron Fist thinks they're all inside now and then yells out, Hiya! As he walks. <laughs> <laughs> One of them in the back of the head. Which and he just looks annoyed. Think. He doesn't. Hey, what? He's like, hey. Get free, Misty. Get out of here now while you've got the chance. Move, woman. As he stuffs her out the door and slam. And Iron Fist, she screams, for heaven's sake, Iron Fist, open these doors. Do you hear me? Open these doors. The panel on the sides reveals that Danger Room is on. Four sequence initiated. T minus five minutes. So they've set a trap by initiating the Thor sequence in the Danger Room. Now, look, yeah, the Avengers don't have a Danger Room. This is like the only time it's ever appeared, I'm pretty sure. Like, if someone wants to correct us on that, do it, but... I think it's Claremont and Burns X-Men fetish, just like, again, invading the <laughs> the series, just by like, including random things from X-Men there. It's like, hey, here's Jean Grey, now I it's... Definitely think that's the case. Now it's the danger room. Because, I mean, they did have a training area. But it wasn't but like it, the danger room. No, it was never the danger room, which this states right on it. Yeah, it's not danger even a different room is on. I also think it's interesting that it's this Thor sequence. What do you mean? 
what I mean in the long run is that Captain America and Iron Fist just arrived oh. a training session built for Thor and a, a god. Yeah. So I can see why they would set it up for these guys because on the power level wise, they're right up there. Yeah. But they're in there too. Yeah. Well, they like I can see wits. They came in the back door. Iron Fist and Captain America book out the front door, and then they turn it on. That would make more sense. But it would make for a poor story. <laughs> yeah, there's no logic in the story, and like, I mean, the tumbling butler. Never forget, and Captain America just starting to assault Iron Fist despite Iron Fist not attacking and trying to talk. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of questions. None will ever be answered. So then we have the classic line, Boss, all of you's caps getting up, he ain't dead. This was a setup. Oh, no. You called it, pal driver, a trap, and you four walked into it like a bunch of rank amateurs. That's definitely a Captain America line. He likes the yeah. ranking amateur line. We're going to walk out of it too, hero, and over your dead bodies. And Iron Fist is just like, no, you're not Thunderball. As this thing comes down from the ceiling, John catches him thing. dead center, sending him flying. And that That's why came out of nowhere. nowhere. That came from a friend. It's Captain America spying punches Pile Driver. And so... The the Wrecker's seen enough of this. And he's like, let's see what happens when I throw half the floor in your face as he jams the pop his uh, wrecking, wrecking bar, crowbar, into the floor, only to be blasted by gallons of water shooting him upstream. The boss must have hit some sort of water pipe. So it just means he looks like total trash can head there. <laughs> he does, because his eyes are like... <laughs> I got news for you, you chumps. It's going to take a, a piece more than that to stop Bulldozer. And as he says that, a giant press comes shooting down from the ceiling and just squashes them flat. Yep. Bam. Then we got oh, Luke Cage, I mean, wrecking... No, no. <laughs> oh, you watch it, the room's gimmick somehow. We're fighting machines as well as men. And we can destroy just one as easily as the other. But we can destroy just one as easily as the other. Not quite, Thunderball. He gets a shield to the back of the head. As Captain America throws him behind him. And lets him know they're running the Thor sequence. I'm loving these panel, this panel structure, by the way. Oh yeah, these pages are set up great. This this issue has two fantastic fights in it. Mm. And a guest appearance by Dr. Octopus. But we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> They're also bidding for Spider-Man. Well, unless it's Constrictor. It's probably Constrictor. I don't know. Did he have those fingers at the end? No, he didn't. Oh, so okay. it can't be Constrictor. Constrictors were just like whip ends. The machinery made to push the strongest god of all to the limits of his powers can total you four as Iron Fist Olympic dives off of some piece of machinery moving and then proceeds to front kick bulldozer right in the face. 
There's only one drawback to Captain's plans while the room can hurt the wrecking crew. Shut your mouth, punk. Pile driver, look out, he duck. <laughs> the wrecker takes a punch dead in the jaw from Pile Driver because Iron Fist ducks under it. It can kill me and Cap, and if they if they don't first. This room is spooked. I'm getting out of here. Once we're outside, we can stop these heroes no sweat. True enough, pile driver. All you have to do is get there. And he's just banging and on the door? <laughs> banging on the door as Dr. Octopus's arms come shooting after him. Obviously, again, part of the danger room, not actually Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Hey, stop grabbing me. Let go. My ego. <laughs> yeah. The comms. Up into the air. No dice, friend, Captain America states. And Captain America shields his own head as Pile Driver goes flying into more machinery, causing an explosion. And he cuts the next panel where the uh, wrecking. Wrecker. The wrecker is charging off. his crowbar. Yep. If um, we're going down, Cap, we're going to make sure to take you and the Kung Fu Punk with us. Better watch out for his bar. The files say it packs the clout of Thor's mystical hammer. And then we get a punch to the jaw that'd be worthy of punching Hitler in the jaw. That's right. Straight up, uppercut. The expression of uh, Wrecker is great. Yes, it's even funnier if you flip the page. (laughs) I'm doing that now. Uh, you have to see that the record doesn't get a chance to use it. So he flies backwards from the uppercut from Captain America, landing on a spring-loaded pad, which basically bounces him around the room about 47 times. Yeah. All the way while he's complaining, God, no fair, guys. <laughs> You're not playing right. You love just thinking this ain't fighting fair. Uh. right in front of Iron Fist. That's neat, Wrecker, coming from a man whose goal in life is to murder another human being and the destruction of anyone who gets in their way as he's charging up his iron fists. Yep. You're finished. Well, you got a few troubles or a lot of lumps and a lot of years in jail. So tell me, was it worth the grief it caused? Shakao, and he punches him in the midsection. If you look at it, it kind of looks like there's just blood coming out of him. <laughs> Like he's just exploded his chest or something. Or he threw a whole big bottle of tomato soup in his chest. Or a watermelon. And of course, as all this is going on, Misty Knight has been trying to break into the danger room this entire time. And when she finally does swing open the door, because I've got to know what's happening, there's an orgy pig pile with... (laughs) Fist and Captain America sitting on top of it all. Just smiling like, hey Misty, I didn't, it didn't take as long as we thought. I see, so I see enjoying yourselves, hot shot. That's just gross. Uh. (laughs) It's a bad workout, Misty. Sorry, Miss Knight. Now if you'll be so kind as to call the police. I untied the butler and he's doing it. The police are quick to respond. For once, 
Yeah. And in less than half an hour, they have matters well in hand. Now, if you were a cop, would you honestly want to rush out to the Avengers Mansion? Because it's like, wait, there's something they can't handle and we got to fix it? I'd probably Screw punch you. on fist in the back of the head and arrest him. Just like no, that's did. a new book. Yeah, there is. <laughs> um, and yet, well, now they're all friends. Uh, Cat's America's like, I apologize for jumping to conclusions before all the facts are in, before I just waited for the article to finish scrolling. You know. <laughs> They're all chums, and uh, like Cat lets them slip out, slip out of the side entrance, and they Misty and Iron Fist are walking down the street, and Iron Fist says, "How about the two of us go trucking down to Sandalino's in the village for some dinner? My treat. It's the least I can do." Because I'm a millionaire. <laughs> oh, I know. This is Misty talking. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Wrong word bubble. Yeah. After that, who knows, Daniel Rand, this may be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And I miss see it could have that. Next, back again, Boomerang. Has Boomerang been in this before? No. She says back again. Not as Boomerang. He's on the boat, remember? Oh, yeah. He was throwing, he threw the boomerang down at the poker table in the room. Yeah, he bet the boomerang. Your buddy. So that was, uh. Iron Fist's best friend. Iron Fist's my best friend. That was a really stupid, dumb issue, but it was also really good. Yes. Um, it made no sense. It's the best bad issue ever. Yeah, it made no sense. Like, things just happened for no reason, but like, it was very entertaining. It was drawn well. Um, it's not the best ever drawn Burn Iron Fist issue, but, you know, it's still pretty good. Well, it does have that complete money shot. Yes. Captain America in the doorway, full page. Yeah. I can only imagine what that original art sells for. Yeah. That panel right there, that page right there, rather, is probably like $50,000. No, and I'm not even joking because I've seen Iron Fist pages go for over eight thousand dollars. Um, it's good to see saving, Iron Fist go toe to toe with Cap. Yeah, the saving grace of this issue was the two fantastically well drawn out fight scenes. Yeah, uh, that blow many both fights blow many of the fights from other issues completely away. And the tumbling bubble. And the tumbling It was amazing. Like, it was... You'd have to read the issue, but it was really funny. Like, he was just running and panicking. It was great. It was just so... Silly. <laughs> and then he just... He falls down the stairs, doesn't knock him out, he faints. Yeah. Like... Jarvis is useless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, no, good issue. I enjoyed it. Um, definitely stronger than the first part of this two-part arc. Mm-hmm. Um, that was good because we got to see Iron Fist go off against people that are generally above him in these issues, so... Yep. Um, you can find this issue in the second volume of the Marvel Masterworks. The first Iron Fist... The first and only Iron Fist Essentials. Um... The single issue, obviously, for varying prices, and the best option is in the Fury of Iron Fist Epic Collection. Trade paperback. 
That's the best price-wise if you're looking for color. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, it's probably cheaper it's, than the Essential even now. Cause yeah, the, unfortunately, the Essential has shot up in price. Which defeats the purpose. Right, exactly. So it makes uh, cheap alternatives to reading the old issues. The uh, If you stumble across an older comic book store that is not paying attention, and they have Essentials on their rack because they are no longer being made, you should just buy whatever character interests you at cover price because these things are shooting up to be ridiculous. Like I got for 20 Australian dollars, I got the first uh, Fantastic Four Essentials, which is a steal. Um, um, even uh, what, what are the DC ones called? I'm totally blanking. Um, they're not Chronicles. Um... But DC basically came out with the same thing shortly yeah. after Marvel did it, saying that, wait, Marvel's making money on reprints on toilet paper. We can do that. And that's exactly what they did. They started busting out their own version of Essentials. And some of these are so ridiculously high, it's pathetic. Best example of what I personally own, uh, Weird War, which is just some fantastic stuff with the Monster Squad. Um, these books came out at $16. People are trying to get $125 for Weird War. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't about to pay that price, so I had it on eBay on my wish list and just on my on my search and just waited and waited and waited. And you wait long enough, someone who doesn't pay attention will post it for, you know, retail or a little bit more than retail at a buy it now price. And that's exactly what happened. Somebody one day just threw it up there for $20, buy it now. And I was like, whoop. Yeah. <coughs> so, uh, next time is Boomerang. Not the Boomerang from DC. But the Boomerang from Marvel, yes. Uh, so... This one, this one's not Australian. Um, so there's no mail this week. Um, still pleased. Thank you, Chad, for sending mail last week. Yeah. It was a nice surprise. Um... And, uh, yeah, so, until next time, may your mighty shield become unto thing of iron and vibranium and sever the head of your enemies. Ooh. And if you have a Netflix account, they currently have a huge selection of Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies on there. So what I've been doing all week is watching them because I'm on vacation. Peace out. Peace. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney, and any music or images we use belong to their respective copyright holders, and we do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, send us anything you want really, even if it's not about Iron Fist, um, and if you don't want to read it on the air, just mention that. Um, you can also reach us at Facebook. The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon with hyphens where the spaces are. 
our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast on YouTube and you'll find us real quick. And then there is our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast.wordpress.com. We are also on iTunes. Feel free to rate us there. If you rate us less than five stars, well, just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that. And last but not least, we are on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And thanks to Thomas Tissot for the theme song at the start. And thanks.